Hello. Hello, guys. I know you Did guys, y'all miss us? I know you guys were feeding <laughs> another episode last week. We were a little MIA, but, you know, life. Life. Yeah, Parents. Life. Adulting. Life, life happens, so. Adulting. You know, it's always good. I think that also some people expect another episode, but there's so much content that you have places to fill the gaps and i know most of the people that listen to our podcast and are enjoying the the video portion of it either listen to it on the commute or whenever they have time they you know get breaks here and there to watch some of the videos so we're trying to be a lot like better my nails. My nails done. can we continue sorry <laughs> I, just, I caught myself looking at my squirrel nails. Sure. That's, that's what's going sweet. on here. That's me. But yeah, no, I, I think we've been getting a lot better at uh, putting these little video snippets on social media just to, you know, sort of gauge and give insight to what kind of topics we're covering and, uh, you know, the interest that I think would pique people's uh, uh, attention to get over and watch the video portion. Ah, boring stuff. How's your week? Oh, right. <laughs> so threw me down the well. <laughs> Uh, my week was okay, you know. Uh, I think like everybody, uh, you have your ups and downs and uh, looking forward to the weekend. But, uh, you know, it was it was a grind. It was a grind this weekend and uh, or this week. And, uh, I just brushed my teeth. <laughs> so, yeah. That's squirrel. Squirrel, again. Squirrel. No, but uh, no. Overall, really good. How was your week? My week was fantastic, um, which is... One thing that I wanted to talk about on this episode, I don't know, might carry on. But anyways, a lot of y'all know um, I suffer from very high cholesterol and very high triglycerides. And I got my test results uh, this week. And um, I am looking good. I am looking good. So all my ranges are good. I've been working at it for years now. Since I've met her. (laughs) High cholesterol. You would have never guessed it. Yes. So when I met her, she would take a handful of bacon bits and eat them. <laughs> so I had an idea of where the cause was. Yes. So um, younger years, obviously not the healthiest eater. You know, my go to was ramen with Parmesan cheese and bacon bits. That mm, hits the spot. Totally bad. I would never eat that now. It's like a Michelin star just, meal right there. <laughs> just process, process, process. I would eat that all the time. You know, hot Cheetos with the cheese, uh, pizza. I could eat a whole large pizza and not gain one pound. You know, um, chili cheese, <laughs> chili cheese fries. No uh, wonder you're in such great health. <laughs> I mean, I used to get down with the food. In the later years of your life. Carne asada fries. Oh, my God, y'all. Carne asada fries are the shit. Yeah, I haven't had yeah. those in a very long time. So good when you're 17, 18, 19, 20. Well, and yes. And then you start to notice some things start changing. And Well, I've known. Okay, so. The, your heart starts palpitating. <laughs> so, I have always been really good about going to the doctor. Yes. On a regular basis. Every year, I go do my yearly uh, not only my woman yearly, but also just my physical. And I think ever since like I was like 16, 17, I've always had really high cholesterol and triglycerides. At one point, the doctor was like, what the hell? Like, because my body doesn't show it, it right? It doesn't make sense. I've yeah. always, this is, 
after Baby Dre, I've, th- it's been my heaviest. But ever before Baby Dre, I don't know. Yeah, it was thinner. I mean, thinner when I was like pre-married, and then as we got married, you know, I started to get a little bit bigger. Then I had the marriage years, you know, know, packed um, on the weight. And then I had Baby Dre, and then I just I have never been able to really get back down to the weight that I was prior to Baby Dre. Yeah, Um, but still not overweight or obese. Yeah, 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 not like like obese or anything like that. But yeah, I'm your average. I think I'm your average girl. I would think I would say maybe less than average. No, I would say average. Today's average is different. Well, yeah, the body sizes and shapes yeah, and everything. I, I don't changed. have an ass. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but todas están algunas and todas, you know, like yeah. But weirdly. you know, you got the BBLs. Those, that's the thing. Everyone getting BBLs, BBLs here, BBLs there. Yeah, I'd be yeah. scared. But anyways, um, so I mean, at one point. The doctor, because I have to go to cardiologist because of my age and because of, you know, one, um, uh, being a minority um, with high triglycerides, high cholesterol, my age, being a female, I've always had to go see a cardiologist and I have my regular cardiologist and he's like, dude, what the hell? Are you eating cheeseburgers every freaking day? Like you're, you you know, he's like, you have a heart attack, young lady. And I'm like, I'm not. Anyways, it's genetics. Um, it's just runs in the family. It just runs in the family. High, high and then when I was younger, I really didn't take care of myself. But I was young, you know. Yeah. Um, and as I got older, you know, we came to the fact that it's, it's genetics. But um, this year, I'm good. And I'm excited, you know. Very excited. And I'm very proud of her because she took the proper steps. She actually took care of herself. She identified an, a, a problem. She went to the doctor, followed a strict regimen. Strict is regimen. on specific uh, cholesterol medicine. Oh, yeah, which, but I've been on that for years. But you switched, and then with well, the now, adjust- that one, this is the same one I've been for that one. For but years. the dosage. No, it's been the same for years. No, but the dosage changed to the point where you were like, "Well, I don't know if the dosage is right." I have to work with the cardiologist, and you guys no, finally got it right. It's been together for a while. Yes, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm a crazy person. Crazy. Well, same dosage, but I've been taking it for a while now. I really, I really, honestly, just focused on my, um, on my eating habits, right? And so, for the past couple of years, I've been focused on it, and then maybe the last year, we really honed down on what we eat and I think that's made a huge difference. Yeah, we 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 sort of focused in on how we wanted to eat healthier and cleaner and it went back to what we were discussing how all these changes where we've identified and made changes to sort of better our life, better our lifestyle, our eating habits, our our um uh, exercise and just getting healthier both mentally and physically so that we're just better parents and better people. Well, and for overall. baby Dre too, right? Because like the food, like the kid has ADD or ADHD. ADHD. He goes crazy. Um, excuse me. Anyway, so he has that. And so then, you know, with the food dyes and the eating and stuff like that, I noticed a pattern. I started taking things away. Call me the crazy mom, but I took goldfish away. I do not allow goldfish in my house. If you give it to him, if we're somewhere else, if we're at a party, he can have it. If we're at grandparents' house, Grandma always buys it for him, but at my house we don't have them. We don't so eat the, blue talkies. In you know, this house. <laughs> no blue talkies. No, <laughs> no, no Cheetos with cheese. No, I've never had that in a long time. Yeah, but oh, the acid. Ugh. 
Oh my God. I can't even eat pizza after like 8 p.m. Or not even 8, probably like 6 p.m. I can't eat yeah. pizza no more. So it led us to discuss a interesting topic, which we thought would make a perfect topic for the podcast, which is going into your older years specifically for, uh, you know, different ethnic backgrounds and minorities, how most people don't take care of themselves in the sense of going to traditional doctors, getting diagnosed, going to find out what the cause is and trying to fix it rather than just hoping for the best. Well, my thing is you have insurance, right? Like half of us, if not all of us, all have insurance through our work, spouse, whatever. We have insurance. Some of us. I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a. Some of us don't use it. I am a stereotype in the same way that. I typically never go to uh, see a PCP on a yearly basis. Not until either I get sick or... Yeah, uh, but you should. I mean, you I know are I paying should. for it. You should go. I know I should. And I honestly... It's not so much about just going. It's just that well, I think if I don't feel guys, sick, I don't right, okay, feel so need, like, right? But I know that it's always a good idea to go yearly so that if something were underlying, like underlying health issue... Or catch it. they catch it, but it's sort of like that mentality. Um, what was the saying? Uh, uh, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So similar. Like if I don't feel sick, I don't feel the need to go to the doctor, but I know I should. I don't feel sick, but look at me. I know. I, I know I should. What I'm saying is that's one of my goals. I want to get better at it. And I think it's a subject that a lot of people need to hear. And a lot of people need to take serious. Well, because I think most diseases are preventable and, yeah. and curable if you catch it in time, right? And that's what they few, always say. I will give you the benefit that I think that guys typically don't start going to the doctor until a little bit later, right? Like a girl, like a female, you have to go see your gynecologist, yeah. right? And then if you are trying to get pregnant or you are pregnant, you're already seeing a gyno, yeah. you know? So you're seeing the gyno on a daily. They're pulling blood work for you, Um you know, a lot of women suffer from not being able to get pregnant, you know, yeah. as fast as others. You know, PCOS is true. It's big. It's out there. I have it. Um, and yeah, men typically don't have know, to start at uh, 35, 40. Correct. You do the prostate. But women have to go, you know, for pap smears and stuff correct. like that. And then you get pregnant and then you're going all the time. And then if you can get pregnant, then you're going all the time, you know, and you see other kinds of doctors and stuff like that. Um that I guess you do get, you know, you do get checked. Yeah. Um, but I will say in the younger years when I was more active in sports and everything, one of the requirements was you had to get a physical before you could get on the team. Right. So that was one of the reasons, the main reasons that back in the day I would go all the time because I was more active. I was going into sports and that was one of the requirements. So I was good up until probably college. And that's when I would you have to get drug tested. No, <laughs> that happened like once. Right? His mama drug tested him. That happened, that happened like once, but I passed. Um. <laughs> Out of cranberry juice, I tell you. Give me them cranberry nah, juice. Nah, Give me nah. the cranberry pills. Hey, you're pulling out some files. We don't need them. <laughs> they're, they're in the closet. We don't need to bring them out. All right. I mean, that's everybody knows that. Though. No, but no, not everybody knows that. Now the world's going to know this. They don't know anything. We haven't said anything. No. It's not liable in what, court. What cleans? Cleans, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't trust me on I mean, this. Yeah, Miss Tipster over the, here. The, hey, Callie. 
I'm just saying it's like a cranberry thing. But yes, going into college and after college, it sort of slowed down. But I think the recent years, it's piqued my interest to start going back, especially since now I'm getting healthier and now I'm getting more active and more fit. Sort of want to see what damage was done in the years where I didn't take care of myself so much. Hopefully none, right? Uh, your body well, regenerates I mean, itself. Your so. body, yeah, it, it does, but only to a certain effect. And plus, I'm getting older, so as you get older, things start, you know, it's the wear and tear on your body. Well, like, now you have to go get, what is it called, on the, the Jacana BB? I'm sorry? <laughs> the Jacana BB. No, you do a physical. No, 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 but you have to go get a... Uh, where you have to go and they check your junk. That's part of a physical. You do the full physical and then they, they check your, your testicles. Oh. Yeah, they check your testicles and make something sure. Something like your prostate. You have to check your prostate. Prostate is in the butt. Oh. <laughs> there you yes. go. That's where they uh, put a finger in your butt and they feel your prostate but when to, when to, to see if that? there's any Because that's important too, right? That's like a big Pro- deal. Prostate cancer is a very, very high risk thing in men where it's something that they have to watch for. One of the telltale signs of prostate issues is like if you have trouble urinating and things like that. Just oh my God, urinating. Prostate. Girls, hands up if you've had a baby and your bladder's dropped. Lord, both. It's like you sneeze and then you pee on yourself. Then you do one of those. Yes, it's horrible, girls. What is up with that? I don't like it. I don't. I don't know. I, the first time, <laughs> the like, first I time like I heard it. about that was uh, you told me that you knew a couple people, and then obviously you had baby. I was saying after baby dry. I will say after baby dry, I noticed a big difference in my bladder. Um, I can't hold it like at all. But I recently. Well, not recently, because I was with my best friend. We were at a trampoline bouncy place with the kids, yep. and we were not jumping. And then we both decided to jump, and then we jumped, and we both kind of looked at each other, and it was just like, oh, fuck. And I looked at her, and she said, uh, and I said, uh, and I said, I don't think we should be jumping. And she's like, I was like, I feel my bladder drop. And she's like, I did, fuck, I did mine too. And ever since then... My bladder has not been the same. So maybe the trampoline place messed you up. It was already messed up with the pushing of the baby, but right? But something happened. But right? at the trampoline spot, I definitely was like, oh! Maybe, maybe you need to jump again so it pops back. <laughs> jump backwards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I yeah. the other way. But yeah, it's it's scary. I don't I don't like it. Yeah. It feels weird, right? And girls like, oh, you can do your Kegels. I'm like, what? So, but that is one of my goals. One of my goals is now that I'm getting healthier, I want to go back to the doctor on a regular basis. I want to check myself out yearly. I also want to do more. Like I've I've done the cardiologist. I did the cardiologist recently. You went to mine uh, about two years ago or about a year and a half just to check things out because I'm always worried. For some reason, I have this deep fear about my heart. Um, And I don't know if it's because I get really bad. I wouldn't even call them muscle cramps, but just in the shoulder back here. But they they fucking they resonate right here in my chest, right where my shoulder is. And I have to sort of work it out. But it feels like I get chest pains, but it's not my heart. But either way, I got this deep fear that I had some issue with my heart. So went to the cardiologist, everything cleared out. But those kind of fears also put in mind like, well, what if there is something? Uh, the best way is to go get tested. So it's one of those things that if you can prevent it, 
by going ahead of time and getting checked regularly than you should. So that's one of my and goals. And then minorities, right? Like I know Minority we, have, we, we have a lot of minorities that watch us and stuff like that. Go get checked, y'all. Yeah. Like it is definitely something that I don't think people talk about enough, but definitely go get checked. Um, heart issues, stress. I mean, just your daily stress stuff. Yeah. It's insane. It adds up. More and more people nowadays are having stress-induced anxiety and panic attacks. Those are two very common I am things. Very, I'm a very anxious person, and I know I've had panic attacks. And those those weren't prevalent back in the day. At you least know? it wasn't as as uh, as public or as well-known as being a thing. And now, yeah, people get panic attacks and anxiety attacks, and it's a very, very common thing. And I think that's all. It all has to do with, one, stress, and two, not enough uh, unpacking of emotions, which has to do with your mental state, with no, being mental able. Mental health. Yeah, too. mental. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mental health and being able to get help, you know, talking to a therapist, talking to somebody and sort of just unwinding because a lot of people internalize like I do. Right. I internalize and I have I get high anxiety, but I don't get like anxiety attacks or panic attacks. I just get super stressed out to the point where, yeah, my mind is sort of like it's boggling, right? It's just it feels like my mind, like my head is just vibrating. It's 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 so weird. It's hard to describe, but it feels like it's vibrating and I sort of just need a woosaw. I just need to chill out, need to unwind, take some breaths and everything just so that I can pass that anxiety. Just and remember, because. I know it sucks to hear it, but don't get too stressed at work. You're just a number. You are replaceable. They That's will also re- one of the will, things. They will replace I, you. I've like, come it to sucks. sort of have. It's 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 hard for me, right? Because with work, I strive to be the best, and I I expect perfection out of myself. I'm very very organized, and I work very diligent, and and I work. I'm very very. Uh, uh, I'm a planner. I like to plan. I like to organize. I like to, uh, I'm very hands-on. So when I depend on other people in order to do my job and they aren't doing it right or anything, it frustrates me. I get anxious, but then I, I, I take it too serious to the point where I put the stress on myself and those burdens and everything. I'm a procrastinator. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I wait to the last minute. I just, I can't do that. And it, it bugs me because I know that I need to sort of chill out, not be so hard on myself. And yes, work, your career and everything like that. It's not everything. And I know a lot of people make their life about their job uh, because let's, let's be honest. It's what pays the bills correct it's how you make a living how you provide for your family and everything like that and that's my fear right i know i have to provide that is the stereotype a man has to provide a man is only as good as when he's providing that's the stereotype how do you feel about that though that's good that's that's a whole conversation to unpack because that is one of the common things that it's it's sort of like a silent war right a silent battle that i think all men fight is that a man is only worth his weight when he has something to offer 
and typically it's being the bread the breadwinner and the provider once that is not in the picture a man's worth disappears and that's that's a common like a common perception amongst society but i think that's changing because there's mm-hmm. a lot of more stay-at-home dads and then there's a lot of more of like career women stepping up so right? so i understand that but that's also part of the problem right it's like once a man says something like that a woman's response to that is about women when the conversation isn't about a woman so that's that's one of the also the points that people point out. It's not being machismo. It's not being no, no, about no a masculine or anything like that. It's that that's why they call it the silent battle. Is that when a man points out his struggle or what he's trying to cope with or how hard he has it or anything like that, the first rebuttal that typically they get from either a partner or a female who's listening or something is always about, well, a woman and this and that, like comparing. It's not about comparison. It's not about who has a harder time or anything like that. It's, it's, it's typically something that doesn't get addressed because the conversation always shifts no. to, to, and shines the light on, on a female side, right? Which I understand there, there's that side, but the dark I've, side of the coin is always a man's think, battle, a man's struggle. I think, yes, I think there are both, both, both women and men go through a lot 100%. silently as well. On a daily battle. I know that. Like for you, right? Like you are the provider. There is a lot that weighs on your shoulders because we depend on you. Literally, there's two people that depend on you. 100%. And that's the that, weight that of the depend world. on you financially. That, right? that like for me that, is the, like, weight, the weight of the entire world. Nothing else matters. What matters is my ability to provide for you and, and my son. That is my sole purpose in life, to make sure that you guys are provided for and that we are are self-sustained and that we will always have a roof over our head, food in our mouths, and we are happy so together. So what do you do? What do you do or what, do you, or what would you tell people that are in, you know, like the same shoes as you to do? Because... We struggle, right? Like, I know you struggle sometimes, and I know sometimes it's a lot of stress and stuff like that. What would you say to somebody? What would you... To be honest, I it's it's tough because I, I haven't had that. I have not... I don't have friends that are single, single income households. All my friends That's that true. I have, their wives work. So it's yeah. it's different, right? Like, they have their own struggles and they have their own weights because, yes, they're providing for their family too, but they also have support financially. Right. But there's pros and cons to that, which we've covered, you know, and, and I'm blessed that I am in a, a successful place where I am able to provide for both you and him and you can stay home. Well, it's a sacrifice able, that we're making, it's, too. It, it, correct. It's a big sacrifice. A hundred percent. But that is something that me and you came to an agreement upon and that you wanted to be home and, and, and be in baby boy's life and just see those years yeah right that that was very important to us so we came to that but it's different because i don't have friends that are single income providers it's just me part of our friend group it's just me so it's it's i don't have really anybody to talk to about it when i do talk to it it's it's a different perspective i get i get some insight 
from from friends when they tell me about their stuff and I sort of work it out in my head like a math equation where I can sort of take this part, I understand this, and I adapt it to my situation and sort of sort of like putting puzzle pieces together, but at the end of the day, it's not the same. So yeah. it's it's different. Like for me, it's a silent battle, which I'm more than happy to take on because I chose it as well, right? So I know the weight that's on my shoulders. I, I live with it every day and I've gotten accustomed to it. But sometimes that weight, I just wake up, it's a lot heavier than it was the day before. And so it's a battle for me mentally to, I tell her all the time, I laugh, is like, I, my, my life, I run numbers all the time. Every minute of the day, I'm running numbers in my head finances in yeah, my but head. I tell them I'm like that's not healthy either no it's not but it's how my mind computes and copes that's a better word that's how my mind copes with with the weight right is that everything's a calculation so that I make sure that I'm adjusting and everything is sort of like a budget. I have a budget going on, a nonstop budget going on in my head. And then mom to make comes sure. in and throws in the wrench. Correct. So that's why <laughs> sometimes it's funny whenever she tells me, oh, well, we have this or this. And I wasn't expecting it. In, in the moment, I space out and she thinks I'm getting upset. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm adjusting in my mind to see how to make it work because I run my monthly numbers and I make sure everything's good. We have our savings, bills are paid, mortgage, the car, everything like that. And I have, and I have everything accounted for. And then I sort of get the wrench in. And so, so I take a moment, I start having to play with numbers in my mind. And so it's, it's funny, but at the same time, that's how my mind works. So whenever that happens, I I have to adjust. I have to adjust to make sure that we are okay because that is my sole purpose. Like I want to well, make sure I know, and then, you guys are good. Always, yeah. always and forever. And that we live a comfortable lifestyle. It's not about living to paycheck to paycheck. It's not about not being able to take trips, uh, not being able to do fun stuff on the weekends. I have to make sure everything's accounted for and adjusted so that we can do those things. We can't just go shopping every single weekend because numbers don't give it. So that's why I have to do that budget to make sure everything's yeah, people, fine. Some people are like, oh, she stays home. They got money. <laughs> no. No. I think it's the opposite. I think a lot of people, like, a lot of stay-at-home moms will tell you that we broke. Like, it, it's not like there isn't no extra money. There isn't that extra luxury of saying, oh, you know what? I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to, you know, go shop at Target. Mm. No, no. I go browse at Target a lot, you know, and I go buy like little stuff that we may need, but I don't shop for myself. I can't remember the last time I shopped for myself because that's on a budget. Well, no, I gave you a shopping spree not too long ago. You did. Yes, you because did. she doesn't. Because I don't. Because I know so I literally had to. I had to force her to go. I was like, here, I'm going to give you $500. Go. Go spend the money just on you. And I can't give her cash. Julianne, I can't give Julianne cash because if I give Julianne cash, and not even cash, a debit transfer, I can't have, she cannot have money sitting in her account because she uses certain cards for groceries and everything like that. If she has cash that I've given her, this beautiful, kind-hearted person 
thinks, okay, I'm going to help him out. And this thing, I'm not going to buy with the card. I'll buy it with my money. Well, I'll yeah, buy it with my money. And I'm then not, all of a sudden, like, that money starts to shrink. And it's not the purpose. That's not the goal. Well, yeah. But I in give, my mind, I'm like, know, I'm trying to help you. Because but you're not. You're not because I already accounted and budgeted for you doing the but groceries like and all of that. Like so it. that's why I can't do that. So I told her, listen, go shop like just it. for yourself. Like Buy it. clothes. Use the card. About like three things. Bring me the receipts, right? And then I'm going to tab everything up and then I'll pay it off. And that's how I give her the shopping spree because literally I have to force her to go shopping. It's hard. It's hard because I know that there's other things that that money should be going to. Correct. Not but me. if I'm telling you I can do it and I can swing it and I want it for you. It's not that I I I could be fine with you not going. That's $500 exactly. in our pocket. Come on. But La but I want you. I to know, do it. I know, I know. Because you deserve to have your things. You deserve to have to have your clothes and uh, you know f- refresh your closet and everything. I want that for you. Well, it's you. not about that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things. It's it's tough because single income. I will say this: good advice. I think the reason that I've been able to sort of move up in my career and also financially uh we bought our house young i bought my house when i was 23 years old right before we got married oh oh, no that was my foot (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh man so that's gonna be on the blueberry (laughs) (laughs) that'll be good i love it well anyways what we got we bought the house and uh we were i was 23 i believe so first house at 23 years old mm. and it was a starter house. You were 20. No, I was 22. <coughs> 23. So bought the house and we were in that house for 10 years. Yes. So after 10 we years, we got a good amount of equity. We racked up a good amount of equity. So we were able to And for eight nine eight of those years maybe I worked Right? Would it be like eight of those years? It was like seven. About seven, of, the, seven of those years. Seven of those years, I worked. And when I did work, we went half on everything. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, you helped with the bills. We went half and half. We did half. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's been since Baby Drew is born. So, he's going on seven. So, because I, I stopped working about eight months into my pregnancy, right? Yeah. About eight months. So, I'm going on seven years of being a stay-at-home wife which believe it or not to this day i'm still not used to it financially yeah uh, that's a big struggle it's for a me. big big struggle for me and i think for a lot of women that are stay-at-homes it's a big struggle um because you're you don't you don't have that income it's not your money you depend on somebody else yes I know that his money is my money, but it's not my money. Yeah. It's, so we, we, we've never shared a, a same bank account. We've Just, always had separate. We've always had separate, and that's been fine. Uh, finances and everything, for the most part, 
we've always went half and half. We do have access to each other's shit if we want Correct, to. Correct, 100%. There's no secret bank mm-hmm. accounts or anything like that. She knows where the 401k, the 401k is. She knows my bank account stuff. So it's not a matter of secrecy like, oh, I, I don't want her to know or whatever. It's just it's always been separate and that's worked out for us. It, maybe it doesn't work out for you guys. Every relationship is different. It just worked for us. But it's it's never been in my mind an issue because I've always considered everything our money. I know for her, it's hard because she's always been a career woman. She's had her own money. She could spend it and not worry about anything. It, like, it's sort Scoot of... over. I feel like you're not in I'm, the frame. I'm in the frame. Oh, okay. Remember, wide shot. Wide right? shot. Wide Sorry. shot. So we're good. We're good. Anyways. Um, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I feel her struggle and feel her pain, but I need to reassure her. And it's sort of... A daily, a daily battle for her. It is, you know, and I think that played a big part in the postpartum part for me yeah. as well. You know, a lot of women we don't talk about this, girls, but postpartum is real, and and I think your spouse also goes through some kind of postpartum. Um, what isn't it postpartum or post? What's for guys? I don't know. Post daddy. I don't know. It's something <laughs> different. Like, you know how you have paternity for guys, maternity for women. Isn't postpartum different for guys? Maybe? Postpartum poppy. No. Postpartum poppy. Let's Um, move on. (laughs) Like, you get the postpartum poppy, and then you get postpartum. Yeah. Um, I think you really need to be able to read your partner and know that they might be going through something. Girls, if you need to get medication, get your freaking medication. If you need to, it's a really big hormone adjustment after having a baby. And I think a lot of women are like, and a lot of maybe minority women as well, get pushed into the fact as in like, no, ya te va a pasar. Yo tuve tres hijos y nada, o sea, yo no pasé por eso. Esas son mierdas. You know what well, I mean? It's that generational, it's that generational thing. And then guys pretty much right? like sack up and go work because you need to feed your family. Yeah. You know, kind of deal. So, but it's it's a struggle. They might have already forgotten what they went through. It's, but it, it's but that it's, generational stigma of, well, we did it. So you should be, should able, be able to do, to do it. Because you, know? you have other opportunities. The, the, the mental toughness, the, the mental capacity for... One person is not the same for the other. What struggles that person's going through with a new child is not the same that you went through. So every situation is different. And then with the new age, I think it's so much different. And the stress and the pressure. And is I don't so think it's talked about, right? Because like, unless you have like a really good friend or something and, and you feel really comfortable, a lot of girls are like, ah, you know, maybe she didn't say anything because she's not going through it. Or, hey, I don't want to say I'm going through something because I don't want to seem like a weak mom, you know? But that's not the case. You're not weak. You just, it's a fucking hormone imbalance. Like, yeah. it's real. And it might happen right after the baby. For me, it didn't happen right after the baby. For years. me, it happened when the baby was like two to three yeah. years old. And that shit, I went through a dark space. And the fact that, like you said, our friends, I was the only one staying home. I didn't have that. I didn't have a friend that I can be like, hey, just come over at fucking 10 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. You know, like, hey, let's go to the park. I didn't have that. And he was at work. You know, I really relied on my mom 
but it was different. It was a very different. Those were those were the toughest times because yeah. that was when I wasn't staying home working. I was actually going to the office and she was struggling. Really and then, bad. you know, and then you try to act tough. Right. So whenever you would come home, I I'd, I'd try to put on a face and I am a stay at home. So I was like, I, well, I need to cook. I need to clean. I need to have a house clean. But then at the same time, the child and my hormone imbalance. And it just it was just it was really weird. Um I was able to get out of that on my own and I luckily did not have to take any medication for it. But if you need it, take it because it's there for a reason. Yeah. You 100%. know, um, and then for guys too, like I'm sure you know, well, you did go through like some kind of postpartum part of poppy. Well, I, it's tough, right? It's, it's one of those things that I don't know if it was postpartum. I don't know if that's the right label, but yes, I went through a dark time, maybe at the same time or right when you were curtailing yours, where I was drinking more and I was getting angrier more, not to the point where I was violent or anything like that, but yeah. just to the point where I was just upset all the time. I wasn't a, I wasn't a happy person to be around and I knew that. So I would isolate myself because I didn't want that to be around her or baby boy. And it was just... I knew I wasn't I wasn't the funnest person to be around. And so that was something that I sort of had to work on for myself. And it's hard because so, you can't talk to your boys about that, right? Like No, because it's one of those things where they've had kids, yes, that's that's granted, but their wife is still working. Um, I'm now the sole breadwinner. I'm dealing with all the bills. I came home I had the newborn, the, the, the two, three-year-old where we're struggling to, you know, uh, uh, make time to uh, do playtime. Uh, I'm, I'm stressed. I want to just come home and unwind. But then, you know, I have to do this. I have to do that. Then I have to worry about uh, uh, certain bills or unexpected things. So, like, there was a lot that would just stack up on top of each other. And so it just got to be a lot. And I think I let it just overcome me. For a small period of time. And yeah, so it just wasn't a happy place. But like you, I sort of overcame it. Uh, we had a conversation and we sort of helped each other out and, and, and pulled me out of that dark spot. And, you know, thankfully, um, from there to where we are now. Um, it's like night and day. It's night and day. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one. Of, and surprisingly enough, like after that, it, I didn't give up alcohol. I didn't consider me having problem i just was using it as a coping mechanism but i was like oh shit no i'm I'm drinking too much so i slowed down and then it wasn't until years after that where i just decided yeah you know what no i'm not gonna i just but don't want to know drink. that you're not alone everybody goes everybody through goes through like it. everybody like yeah. new parents i can only imagine the shit that parents that have teenagers go through you know and parents that have teenagers and then maybe like Younger kids, yeah. right? Like toddlers, because I know- And multiples. And multiples. I have some, you know, I know some people that have like a 13, 14 year old and then also have like a six year old. Yeah. Ooh, oh my God. Yeah. That would be bananas for me. Yeah. You know? Um, so the struggles are real. The struggles real. Like ju- this is just like surface line. Yeah. Like, but get the help that you need because- Mental health is mental so health important. Mental health is very Breaks important. Breaks are so important. More than anything, I think what the biggest message would be is take life at your own pace 
It's not a race. Take time for yourself to make sure that you're good and just don't let the stress overwhelm you because at the end of the day, it's not worth it. There, Tomorrow's a new day. Just like I tell my son, tomorrow's a brand new day. Today could sh- suck and 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 it's the worst day of your life. But tomorrow, it's like it's like a brand. Someone threw a bucket on it and washed everything away, and it's a brand new day to make what you want. And so, just start so again my tomorrow. Mom, my mom used to tell us it's in, it's in Spanish, right? Yeah. So, tú eres vaselina, todo se te resbala. You know, like your va- you know, your vaseline. Everything, just let everything fucking slide. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yep. It's not fucking worth it. Just, yeah. So I've, I've learned, I've learned over the years, really focusing in on my, on my saw and my peace and, and finding inner peace and stuff like that is that I don't take things so serious. I focus on what's important in my life, which is my family and my, my happiness more than anything. You know, I don't let, I let stress overwhelm me with work, but that's because of how like perfect I want myself to be, but it's not because of the job, Right. Like I tell her all the time, if they, if I got dropped tomorrow, I'd be fine. I'd let it, I'd let it, like, like she said, Vaseline, I let it, because at the end of the day, there's so many more jobs out there. If I, if, if, if I'm, every day is a gift, right? Every day is a gift. Everything is a blessing. The fact that I'm here, I'm breathing, I'm living the life that I have, every day is a gift. So I, I'm thankful for today's gift which is exactly what I did today. If tomorrow the world came crashing down, okay, the next day, let's start rebuilding and that's a gift because guess what? Could be worse. Yeah. Could be worse. I have my health, I have my family, a job is nothing. I'll replace it. You things, go up. You always have to go things. up. Always go no, up. But it's not even about going up because for me in my life, my state of mind, my happiness and everything, I've already gone up. Material things don't mean I'm going up, right? Right. They're the perks of it, but I don't. I don't need them. I don't need them. Yeah, I'm because not my my happiness, my maturity in happiness, and my maturity in inner peace has matured so much. It's gone up so much where that is my my rating of happiness of success. Yeah, is that I don't need the house. I don't need the cars. I don't. I don't need. Uh, to to the trips. I don't need that. You know. I like the trips. I like the trips too. I mean, travel agent. So I like the trips. If, but. if everything came crashing down, it's not the end of the world. I have my family. I have my health. I'll rebuild. Ain't no thing. People do it every single day. Every single day. If you don't, and there's other don't, people in other situations, and you see so much worse. So I mean, so much worse. I'm blessed to have this life. And you're blessed to have your life. No matter how bad you think you have it, I'm sure it's just a road bump. It's yep. not worse than the guy next to you. I guarantee it. It's I not. guarantee it's not as bad as as maybe a person right down the street that might be going through 10 times, a 100 times worse like than said, what you're doing. Tomorrow's another day. You Tomorrow, never... Tomorrow's I'm a, I'm a what if person. I've always been a what if person. You yeah. know, And so I'm like... What if tomorrow's better? Exactly. What if what if tomorrow's better? Your life What could, if I win the lottery? What if I buy a scratch off? That's I win what the I was lottery? exactly gonna say. I'm like, what if What if you today never- you get canned? Your girl breaks up with you. You know, 
the worst thing that could happen. Your car breaks down, you have to replace the motor or something like that. Just something that just shatters you in the moment. And then the next day, you win the lottery. Boom! In a blink of an eye, your life changes. That could be any single day. You don't know that. The smallest thing could be the difference between happiness or the start of something completely brand new that changes your life. And with that being said, also, don't take your partner or your friends or, or just family for granted. No. As well. Correct. I said, so don't take them for granted. I think that's a... Because you, you never know. That's a beautiful message to end on. Yeah. Right? So money and health don't always go hand in hand. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself and not putting money ahead of what's important, which should be your family, your friends, people you love, people you care about, and what really matters in this life. Be honest. Be honest with yourself. Soy chingona, man. You're a chingon. We got this. We can do it. Check your fucking prostate. You guys are awesome. All right. Ladies. Tomorrow's another day. Don't forget to shake your titties and check your titties. I don't like that. <laughs> why, what, why are you being cochina? Huh? Cochina, lady. Because check for mammograms. Okay. I, underst- I understood it. It's just cochino. It's not cochino. Why is it cochino? <laughs> Anyways. Thank you guys for tuning in again. <laughs> awesome, awesome discussion. Uh, we appreciate it. Go uh, like, subscribe. Make sure you check us out. Click the button. No, there's no button. You keep saying that. There's not going to be a button here. Anyways. Uh, we will check y'all. Maybe in the last episode you put a little button. There. No, I don't think so. A little hand. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a little hand. Click the hand. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> the Marvels Podcast. <laughs> Bye, guys. Clink the hand. Clink the hand. No, the clam. The hand's down here. The clam. The, <laughs> the hand. The hand. The hand's down here. All right, guys. Bye.